Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hello, everybody. This is Carol Topp, the host of the Homeschool CPA podcast, also known as the Dollars and Cents show here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am back with another interesting question that I was emailed by a homeschool group leader, and you might find it interesting too. This is not an uncommon situation. This is uh, an email from a man named Henry, and Henry uh, operates or took on the role of leading president of a, a speech and debate club. And there are a lot of small, small clubs like this out there, and he's just stepped into something he doesn't quite know uh, if it's if the club has been set up properly and what they need to be doing with the IRS. So I thought this might be very applicable to some of you. I run into these kinds of questions quite frequently, so I hope you find this podcast helpful. So um, Henry writes to me and asks this question, can a small homeschool education club focused on speech and debate be categorized as an unincorporated association and therefore not apply for recognition by the IRS and not file taxes? Excellent question. The answer is yes. And then I'll get into it a little bit more. But Henry goes on to say uh, less than $2,000 passes through the club, pays for insurance, facilities. They have a profit, a net of less than $300 at the end of the year left over. Okay, they're small. They have a coach, parent volunteers. He doesn't know what the best way to organize is. He doesn't know what the best tax exempt status is. Uh, 501c3 is an educational organization. Yeah, probably Henry. Or are they more of a social club? No, I'd say you're educational. And then he says um, the club actually formed about five years ago, four four or five years ago. And uh, he went on to tell me that the bank account, or there was never a bank account set up. The money was just collected by one of the parents and kept in her personal bank account. Okay. Woo. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's not the first time I have heard of things like this from small homeschool organizations or small clubs like robotics clubs, speech and debate clubs. So here's my reply back to um, Henry. I said, your speech and debate club can stay an unincorporated association. And let me explain that. That means that he's an association of people. These are a bunch of parents who want to do speech and debate for their children. Great. Nothing wrong with that. We are free to associate in the United States. And they're unincorporated, meaning they never filed corporate paperwork, paperwork with their state to form a nonprofit corporation. Fine. That's perfectly fine. A lot of small homeschool groups or clubs like this stay as unincorporated associations. By default, that's what you are when you gather people together, associate them, and have some sort of cause or mission and basically joint funding, right? Gather your money together. You're an association to do the speech and debate, pay a coach, pay rent, buy insurance. Fabulous. And the other good news is that unincorporated associations can have tax-exempt status from the IRS. That is perfectly fine, too. You don't have to be a non-profit corporation. Now, a lot of homeschool groups 
are formed as nonprofit corporations in their state. Largely, it's the larger ones who are collecting a lot of money or they want the limited liability protection that nonprofit corporation status brings them. This small speech and debate club, they don't care about that limited liability protection, okay? They're just there to do speech and debate. Fine, stay an unincorporated association in your state, no problem. I did point out that since this club's revenues are less than $5,000 a year, you can self-declare your tax-exempt status with the IRS as a 501c3 educational organization, uh, meaning you have an educational purpose. You can self-declare it, meaning you don't have to officially fill out the IRS paperwork and apply for 501c3 status. You can just self-declare it. I mean, you just stand up one day and say, I fit the criteria because I have an, a 501c3 mission, education, I have a board, I have bylaws, I am set up properly. Y- you are automatically tax exempt, in other words. Okay, fabulous. Save yourself the money and the, and the paperwork of filing with the IRS. But, here's a big but. <laughs> uh, back in 2007... The IRS started requiring that all tax-exempt organizations, even the little ones that self-declared their tax-exempt status, maintain it every year. And they, how you maintain it is you have to file a very short form called a 990N, an electronic postcard, every year just to tell the IRS, we're still alive, we're still small, we want to maintain our 501c3 tax-exempt status. And how you file a 990N is you have to call the IRS exempt organization one time to tell them we're a small organization. We want to get in the IRS database to file our 990N so we can maintain our tax-exempt status. And that's what I told Henry, all that that I just told you. You can also find some more information about the 990N over at homeschoolcpa.com. Look for the search box. Just type in 990 and the letter N. N stands for notice. It's an annual notice that all tax-exempt organizations have to file with the IRS. So here's where the little wrinkle in Henry's organization comes in. And here's what I said um, in my reply to Henry. I'm a little worried, okay? I'm a little worried that your organization formed in 2000. 15 this was for approximately five years ago but they never filed this 990n they never called the irs and said we're small we want to self-declare tax-exempt status you're calling them because you have to get in their database to say i want to file this 990n until you're in their database as being a tax-exempt organization you can't file it this 990n it's only filed online at the irs website okay all right so the irs says You have to file this 990N every year. If you miss three years in a row, we're going to revoke your tax-exempt status. Even if you self-declared it, we're going to revoke it because you didn't. So that's the position Henry's Club is in. So they didn't file the 990N. Three years went by. Three strikes. You're out. Their tax-exempt status, they self-declared in 2015, has been revoked by the IRS or will be revoked as soon as they call. (laughs) It'll be revoked. Oh, well, that you can get it back. You can get your tax exempt status back, but you have to then file a form. It's an online form, but it's called the 1023 easy. It is the application for 501c3 status for small organizations. Okay. I help a lot of groups file their IRS form 1023 easy. 
I even recorded a webinar called 501c3 Application for Homeschool Organizations. You can find it over at homeschoolcpa.com under the um, bookstore webinars. It's an hour and a half long webinar, but I walk you through that Form 1023EZ line by line by line. And I believe this is what Henry's organization needs to do. But I'm not quite sure because he told me they never got an employer identification number. The money, they didn't have their own bank account. They're using a family, you know, a parent's bank account. So he needs to clean some things up. So in, in one way, the, the IRS doesn't even know he exists yet, know that the speech and debate club exists yet. So what I recommended to Henry was get that money out of the parent's name, get an employer identification number. That will be the date the IRS thinks your organization was born. You pick a name, you know, you should actually do this with a board vote first. The board should vote. Yes, we want to get our own EIN number and our own bank account. Kind of look like responsible (laughs) club people rather than just using a parent's, okay? Now, finally, the IRS knows about you. Now you can call the IRS, say we're a small club uh, educational organization. We want to self-declare a 501c3 status and then be good boys and girls and every year file that 990N, that notice to maintain your 501c3 tax-exempt status. That's not too bad. I think that's probably what Henry and his organization need to do to go forward correctly, properly, responsibly, okay? The other option is if you're in that kind of situation, but you already have an employer identification number, well, that might warrant a phone consultation with me. I'd want to look through your paperwork, kind of see what dates things happened. Then maybe you would have to apply for tax-exempt status using the Form 1023-EZ. I can help you with that. Or you can watch the webinar and do it yourself. The webinar uh, costs $25, but... I give you lots of resources, including one of my books called The IRS and Your Homeschool Organization. It walks you through the whole 501c3 tax exempt application process. I send it to you as an ebook format. Or I can do more of a, a full service for you, where that which costs three hundred dollars, and it, it's much more hands on. I walk you through everything. I I sit there on the phone as you are typing in the form. I answer all your questions. I follow up with explaining what will happen next with the IRS, and also explain what reports and uh, documents you need to file with your state. Okay, that's one thing I didn't discuss with Henry. We never got that far. Okay, you might be getting right with the IRS here but what about your state okay a lot of times the small the states don't even care about filings from unincorporated associations okay but they might want a copy of the IRS letter and that's just sending it to them one time so they know that you're tax exempt from state taxes as well so you may find yourself in a situation like Henry. He takes on a position. He's confused about what the status is with the IRS. Are we doing things right? We're small. Can we avoid paying taxes? Yes, probably you can. Let's make sure that you're established properly. Probably have to make one phone call to the IRS exempt organization and and tell them you want to self-declare your 501c3 tax exempt status. Get in their database so you can file the regular annual 990N reports to keep your tax exempt status up to date. 
So that might be a little overwhelming. I hope it's helpful to listen to this podcast again, but make sure you go check out homeschoolcpa.com. And again, some of the resources I have over there, including the webinar on the 501c3 application and or the book, The IRS and Your Homeschool Organization. They might be very helpful to you so that you set up your homeschool group for the future for success so you can continue to do the great programming that you're doing for the for the students you can help homeschooling flourish by running healthy successful organizations who are set up to continue serving people in the future thanks for all you do take care thank you for joining the dollars and cents radio show with carol top here at the ultimate homeschool radio network for more helpful information visit carol at her website homeschoolcpa.com